Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm the only person on this planet who actually wants to see a Pirates of the Caribbean 6. I'm I'm Alex. <laughs> and this week, uh, we are taking a look at Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. Which might be one of the worst titles in movie history. Yeah, it's not good. So let's just go ahead and say we're uh, recording in our a new area? I guess? Yes. Um, we have set up a new studio. We are talking into an air mattress, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea if any of this is going to actually be successful in... Because it's... So, it's so yeah, let's let's talk about all the environmental factors we're dealing with here. <laughs> so, it's raining outside right now. Yeah. We don't have a whole lot of stuff in here. We've tried to put stuff in here to decrease the echoing, yeah. and it just looks like a hodgepodge of stuff. <laughs> it's very bizarre. And then we've got the AC going on right behind us, so... Yeah. So yeah, hopefully uh, the quality's not it's completely be terrible. The best sounding podcast we've ever produced for the best movie we've ever watched. Incorrect. <laughs> um, yeah, boy. Um, hey, just think after this episode, we're done with Pirates of the Caribbean. That's yeah. I mean, that, see, this movie started off for me, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm digging it. I'm, it's I'm I'm into this more than I was into the fourth one. You know, there's stuff I like. It's it's draw me in, and then the farther we got, the more I was just like, I did what's happening. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and do scores. Uh, I don't actually have the official score sheet with me. I will have to. Oh my lord! I will have to. Uh, well, this is what happens when you tell me, "Hey, we're recording in a, a new place." <laughs> I forget things. I need to do that. Yeah, I'll record all this stuff later, and I'll record our grades later. Okay. Uh, so. Cards of the Caribbean 5, it has a 29% critic score, which is the lowest of all sure. of them, and a 63% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, which I believe is higher than that of on Stranger Tides. Okay. Tyler, what is your best thing and your Are we worst not thing? Go over the directors? Oh, sir. See, that happens occasionally. I forget the directors. You were disrespecting Jochim Rundgig. Okay, so so one of them's Espen Sandberg. Okay, that's 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 fairly easy to pronounce. I'm I'm gonna let Tyler try. Sure. Just, just yeah. I don't like saying names when I know I'm just mispronouncing them. <laughs> you say this like I have any idea. It's it it, it it's probably Joaquim jo, jo, Joaquim. I I don't know. There's there's a there's one of those fancy O's with a slash through it. I got nothing. I really don't. I'm, I'm, just going, I'm going. Joachim Roning. I'm going with Jauchim Rengig. <laughs> oh, <answer>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> is, it's locking in. Okay then. <laughs> Moving on. Don't worry, nothing. So, uh, what's your best thing and your worst <laughs> thing about Pirates of the Caribbean: Salazar's sure. Revenge? My best thing is probably the visuals in the first two acts of the movie. I don't know exactly where the second act would cut off, but. It's I don't know, it's good. Like there there's some really strikingly beautiful shots in this movie. Um and there's there's just a lot of good stuff going on. It, it's a it, lot less flat than it was yeah, on, no, on it's, Stranger it's, Times. It has a visual brand, I guess might be the word. Like it definitely feels as if they're going for something artistic. It's you know, there's some some really powerful shots, there's some stuff that I mean it just looks gorgeous um for a lot of the movie. My worst thing is just the entire third act, basically. Um, now, would, it, th would this include once they reach the island and all the, the shiny little rocks? Yes, this is specifically... So there's there's already some ugly um, 
fighting going on when the uh, when what's what's it called the the Salazar ship. I don't remember. Ugh. Silent Mary. It doesn't matter. I think. It maybe. doesn't matter. I don't know. <laughs> I could just be saying, like, a cocktail name. I've got nothing. Um, but, yeah, like, there, there's the battle between that and the Pearl. I think it's the Pearl at that point. And they, they have, like, a big ship battle, and somehow Henry gets captured. And it's it's hard to... It suddenly becomes very hard to follow what's happening. There's some interesting stuff going on, like the... the I think I'm pretty sure it's at Silent Mary. I, I could be completely messing it up. The prow of the ship is like the, this statue that comes to life and starts trying to stab Jack, and you know he's jumping between cannons, sticking out of the ships, and it's kind of cool. There's some stuff going on. It's neat, but it's really hard to follow, and it's 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 suddenly really really dark. Um, both not, of us complete... not not in tone, but just like visually. Yeah, yeah. No, in tone, it's pretty silly. Um, both of us kind of lost track of how Henry got on the other ship and disappeared, and uh, it was just very strange. And then immediately after that, so they go to this this island that's supposed to have to lead them to the trident. It's like under the stars or whatever. They follow the map. It's supposed to have Poseidon's trident, and they put like a ruby into a thing. And it's really pretty. Like there's it's the the island is like full of reflecting stars because it's like jewels and everything that's really pretty and cool and then like the, the there's a laser that shoots out from one of the rubies or the big pile of rubies and it makes like a thing and uh the the ocean splits apart and it's like okay this is really neat this is interesting you know stuff's happening if you're hearing this without seeing the movie at all and you think wow this sounds kind of dumb i mean it is it is kind of dumb so you're all good but we haven't gotten anywhere yet i'm gonna end up like taking a good 10 minutes trying to just trying to figure out what's happening just go ahead and talk about the third act i'll wait i'll wait um if i can remember what happened it's it was all just kind of a blur uh they so then then jack and and karina Karina, yeah they fall into the, the this ravine that the ocean splits apart and they slide down and there's poseidon's trident and it's like this this moldy green thing and it doesn't look very cool and they're like okay so it looks very fake yeah, it's very very CGI. Well, it, it looks like the the, you know, like when when there's like a famous weapon from a movie or something, they sell it to children. It's like the cheap plastic version. It yeah. looks kind of like that. Yeah, it doesn't look. I don't know. It's strange. There, there's a moment where they first, when you're first like seeing it, and it seems oh oh this could be interesting. This could look really cool. Yeah. And then it just kind of yeah, it's not very good. I don't know. It's just kind of lame. Um. But yeah, so they slide. They slide down there, and like Salazar's crew also goes down there, because they're at some point because they're trying to get the trident. And, cause and Salazar, Salazar, he takes over Henry's yes, body. Yes, because that's a thing we just found out he could do. Which, it's, by the way, how would they find that out if they've just been stuck in the Devil's Triangle? It, how would they figure out that he could? And do there's that? some danger in that because if he dies, he gets trapped in the. Body? There's some line of dialogue about there being and some kind of threat to, to him. He doing goes. That. How does he get down there? He just shows up and starts attacking. Right. Him. And Karina's like, "Oh, it's Henry," and he's like, "Actually, I'm evil." And then, <laughs> so she, you know, that's but upsetting. That, that's exactly how they say it in the movie, by the way. But yeah. Um. And they fight over the trident, and he gets the trident. And meanwhile, like a couple of his dudes, like just gets destroyed because when they like come out of the water to the sides because apparently it's not just about if you're just like above land in general like that's 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 a no-go i don't I'm sure 
Um, and Which, by the way, can we stop having cursed pirate crews yeah, that can't step on land? Yeah. Um, none of these movies feature just... I guess... But, yeah, none of these movies really feature just, like, fighting a crew of pirates. Yeah. Because the Blackbeard's crew, the last one, because you Jack need, is part of that crew, be, because and he's you, not really fighting any of them. You need your evil pirates to be cursed or, or uh, yes. malformed in some way to differentiate themselves from the, the normal pirates, which are supposed to be the good guys. Which even was cool. In, historically speaking, pirates are not the good guys. Which was extremely cool in the first one, because there was a lot of complexity to that, and it was, oh, it's the guys who betrayed Jack, and now they're evil, and uh, sure. Um... I miss Rigetti and Pinto. Can I just say? I, they, if you're going to just randomly bring back people we assumed were killed off in the fourth why, one... Why not bring back the two funniest characters? Like, like they have the two minor British soldiers that yeah. turn sides at the end of At World's End. Yeah. Why not just bring back Rigetti and Pinto instead? Yeah. I'd, or or all four. They're fine. Or all four. The, have them all be, like, best buddies. Yeah, I don't... Whatever. Um. Yeah, so... That happens. You brought Scrum back from on Stranger Tides. I... Nobody was excited to see Scrum. <laughs> Sir? Except, let me just say, at the end of the fourth one, he's on Barbosa's ship with him. Yeah. At what point did he change sides and go work with Jack? <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Um... So yeah, they get, <laughs> the, the the trident is there, and Karina like tries to get the trident, and Salazar Henry is like nah, and gets the trident, and somewhere <laughs> along the way Jack gets stabbed, or no 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 he gets the trident and he starts throwing Jack into the water, and somehow Jack doesn't die from the water pressure of you know being at the bottom of the ocean and like hurtling through it and not which by the way he doesn't look like he's being tortured that much yeah he's just kind of like flying around and he's screaming like but not in like a serious and, i'm about to die scream more of the comical jacks like i'm in a wacky situation yeah and you can and some guys try and grab onto <clears throat> jack and and they when he flies him out over the the open part where the the, the abyss is open then they dis they get disintegrated because they're over land like i said and he does that a few times, then he just kind of stabs Jack. But Jack's um, got the diary in in his in his. Oh, is that what protects him? Yes, that is what protects him. Jack has uh, the diary that Barbosa left to Karina. And, what? Yeah. What? They, they, that's that's why he has it at the end when I, he hands it to Henry to give back to Karina. No, 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 no. I I get that. Okay. That's not. I'm saying they, they they set it up and they show him picking it up right when they fall to the bottom when the uh, I, trench is created. But it's a book. It's Poseidon's trident. What do you? What do you? Have you seen the other stuff that that Jack Sparrow gets away with in these movies? <laughs> Come on. I did. <sighs> did you watch Dead Man's Chest? No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so that explains why you were a bit higher on it than I was. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, I'm going to say that several times throughout this podcast. Yeah, so he stabs Jack, and then they're like, both like, oh, here's a dumb thing we said earlier in the movie. Bo bo both being Karina and Henry, who is now unsalazarified. And they're like, yeah, let's do that. Power of friendship. And they come up and they break. <laughs> but yeah, the, the idea is if you break the trident, you end all of the curses. Just all the curses. Every last one. All of them. All of them curses. And the, so they break the trident, and it's actually, like, really easy. Mm -hmm. 
for I you know yeah they just he, Henry literally just grabs a sword and swings it and it's it's destroyed yeah, and that's that's the end of that so you know Poseidon's probably not happy about that um Isn't although the idea that he's dead yeah the idea is they're in the tomb of Poseidon which you know that would be cool if you know they did something with that instead of just oh hey here's an ugly green trident that kind of looks like a, a fork with you know some tongs broken off and it's you know are we sure are we sure they had the right trident and then Barbosa swings in on the anchor yeah. from the Black Pearl. Um, so the Black Pearl is somehow... It's not like magical or anything. The Black Pearl is just riding... The edge of the, the trench? The edge of the trench. Somehow. Yeah. And there's they've got the anchor. And the anchor is somehow super deep. I don't think that's actually what anchors were used for. And... Like, I'm pretty sure anchors are, are, are some it's something more to do with buoyancy. I don't like the idea is that your anchor is actually supposed to hit the bottom of the ocean. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Um, so yeah, the, somehow, but their anchor does hit the bottom of the ocean, so that's fine. Um, and it's swinging along, and Barbosa's on it, and they, you know, they get the, they start climbing this thing, and it's I have no idea what's happening through any of this because it's just impossible to tell. Like there's water and stuff and. When the the tri oh yeah when the trident is broken they all turn into humans and like it doesn't show any of like all of Salazar's dudes and it doesn't show any of them you know like immediately you know getting crushed by water pressure or anything they're just all sort of happy and they start climbing the anchor because they're like oh the water is coming in because you know the water can't just crash in because then that would kill our heroes and that's not okay and uh, so they start climbing the anchor and then there's like a good ten minutes where it seems like the only the only goal is just to, to climb up the anchor, you know, and just get get up that anchor and get back to safe waters. And uh, Karina has some discussion with Barbosa that... Oh, yeah, no, no, she sees the tattoo that we've never seen Barbosa have before. Um, and that the tattoo's the stars, and it's like, it's Poseidon's trident, and that's how they got to Poseidon's trident, and, you know, that's what's on the book that Karina has, so it's like, oh, hey, it's my daddy. What and am I to you, treasure? It's just the worst line in cinematic history. That's um, not. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> and why did you they, say that name? They, they, God it. It's his mommy's name. They uh, then suddenly they're like, "Wait, Salazar! He's Javier Bardem's. He's still creeping around." And he's down... Look, he's right there. And even though they haven't made a big deal about that for, you know, the five minutes we've been climbing up the anchor. And, you know... And it's not even like Javier Bardem's about to stab Karina or something. There's not, like, a super immediate no, threat. No, Javier Bardem is, like, 40 feet down the anchor. Yeah. And if they just kept pulling up the anchor and climbing up the anchor, then he'd probably get crushed with the rest of his crewmen and they just all... Or they would just float back up to the top and then they would just shoot him. Because he's yeah. a normal human again. Yeah, like, there, there's not... It's not a thing. But then Barbo and, Barbosa heroically sacrifices himself. And he does it just kind of by falling on them. It's yeah. not... It's he not, falls, plunges his sword into Salazar, and they all fall to their deaths. And, and somehow, like, Salazar and his crew, they fall first and get crushed. But, but then Barbosa has, like, the really epic, like, Ripley falling into the thing at the end of Alien 3, you yeah. know, look. And he's like, oh... <laughs> And Barbosa's dead, and Karina's like, "Hi, this is my daddy." My name and, is Barbosa, and they get up in the ship, <laughs> and then they're kind of like, "Well, that happened." 
Henry's like, hey, do you still want to have sex? <laughs> Karina's like, hey, did you know Marbosa was my dad? And he's like, that's cool. <laughs> I really wish this was actually the dialogue in the movie. <laughs> so they go back and they, they get on they get on dry land and, and then and then the rest of the movie the, happens. And oh, then, no, no, this, no, 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 Hold on, hold on. We are not finished yet, oh. sir. <laughs> because then they get back to shore and they go to like, they're like, hey, you know, Will's going to be back now. And that's cool. Like my dad. And this is the whole point. That's why I wanted the trident, you know? And the, somehow conveniently you got roped into this because like your backstory is intimately tied to the trident. And that's not convenient at all. And they, uh, they're waiting for their dad. And he's like looking at the ship and he sees the ship fine dutchman he's like hey looks a fine dutchman and he's like oh my gosh that's a huge dude and he's like wait no that's my dad and then like he puts a telescope down and then he hugs his dad and then his dad looks over and he's like oh look it's it's elizabeth and elizabeth is like you know 20 years younger than she should be that's fine and they go hug <laughs> i'm i'm trying i'm just steamrolling right over your your point i i this movie has has killed my care <laughs> we're, we're, we'll get, no, no, i'll let you get, i'll let you get back come on, no <laughs> no you're ruining the moment i no, i refuse i think the moment is already ruined no no let me no, I, let me no, finish I, let, me let, me, let me finish let me finish finish i'm enjoying this okay just i can tell you're enjoying <laughs> it and then and then so then they look back and it's like I'm oh, not is happy that? with you I actually like, like this movie they're like oh the, there's the black pearl and it's like or they're like oh it's the flying dutchman but it's not the flying dutchman the flying dutchman just sort of like that you know whoosh, it, it kind of just disappears in between and the shots. black pearl's there and then Jack's looking looking at Will and Elizabeth and he's like oh hey it's it's those guys you know I hate that because I, I actually just wanted to have sex with Elizabeth the whole time and that's that's my only character I don't actually have like complex you know feelings about these two characters that's, that I've actually... That's not the read I get from that's, that. That's actually, it's, it's, I it's, don't like the line, but that's not the read I get from it's that. It's not well delivered. It's not it, it's it's not at all in the heart of the the first three movies and their relationship, and it disappoints me greatly. And, uh, and, I, I and then, still kind of disagree. I, I don't even remember. There's a monkey. He gets the compass back. How does, he, how does the monkey get the compass? I assume he was just chilling with Barbosa, and he got the the compass at some point. They... Oh, okay. And then he has the compass, and he's like, "Hey." And the monkey's friends with and Jack then he's, now. And then he's like, "I'm going past my beloved horizon." I have a rendezvous beyond. My, yeah, my that's precious a line. horizon. And then. And then they sail away. And they, then it's they over. They sail, and then there's an after credit scene where Davy Jones shows up in Will's dream, and then he's not there. And then there's like some weird stuff on the ground. And we it's exactly it like Flash and Batman versus Superman. Yeah. That those last fifteen minutes, you just watched my my like enjoy because because I legitimately I enjoyed the first two acts of this movie a good bit, and and watching those last that last like third act killed it, and then trying to just run through what I just experienced has just like slowly tamed how I feel about this movie. I real I, I I do appreciate the the nice note between Willis and Elizabeth. I'm not trying to completely like wreck that. And I know you're you'll, not you'll, you're you'll not going to even it. apologize for just running but, through all that. But, all right, but I think what surrounds that moment kind of kills it for me. I realize talking about all it. Right. That's that's why I'm I'm just right. like I'm not okay with it. All right, that's that's fine with you, man. That's, this movie has cool. kind of gone from like this might be, you know, my, my second or third favorite movie in this franchise to, I think this might be my least favorite movie in this franchise. I would say this is my third favorite 
I find it more enjoyable. I than think Dead Man's, Dead Man's chest. chest still is not very good. Yeah, I need to. I always forget what happens at the end of Dead Man's Chest. Jack There's gets eaten by stuff. the Kraken. Yeah, yeah. And Teodama's just like, "Hey, Barbosa's here." Yeah. Go, go have Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End Adventures. It's probably better than that. We'll, we'll talk about it on on Stranger Tides versus this. I think the I'm gonna let you finally the, talk. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to talk about something else, you jerk. <laughs> the plot for On Stranger Tides is more cohesive and makes more sense. Yeah. But I would say this is better shot. It, yeah. It's less flat looking. And I least, mean, the plot for On Stranger Tides is also less interesting, yeah. I would say. And at least for the first two acts, it's entertaining enough. Um, my, my favorite thing is just the last scene where Will and Elizabeth reunite, you yeah. jerk. But it's not the last scene. And I have a problem with that because I no no I I, I even like the way it, how it ends with Jack and and everybody on the Black Pearl. I mean that's nice that he's going off into this and you know to but but explore. like he finally has the pearl. Yeah no no I mean that that emotionally that resonates. The dialogue for that last line is kind of dumb. That's fine though. It's it you know they're it, at least character wise it's consistent. We However, could, we, I do we actually, couldn't do another drink up me Hardy's exactly yo-ho. exactly. They were like oh we need to do something else I guess. Um, or they could have just said, "Let's go to Tortuga." That'd be fun. Although they did that with Barbosa at the end of the last one. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they could have found something. It's it's that's not a big deal. I do actually have a pretty big problem with the that's revolting line because that, they that, don't. That, that is the one thing that kind of dampens my my enjoyment of the ending. Exactly. But I don't think it's a hundred percent out of Jack's character to do that, even when we're talking about the first one. I think yeah. he he's always had a problem trying to. Uh, spell out his feelings because because I'm just thinking of, about the end of the first one when he when he's when he's escaping and he, he's looking at Elizabeth and he's like and it would have never worked out between us yeah and then he yeah. looks at Will and he's like Will like he's about to say something emotional yeah. and heartfelt and he goes nice hat but that's my thing is that both of those and and the way he delivers those two lines says so much about his charisma and the fa- about the fact that he does genuinely care about those two characters yeah um, and the, the second and third movie kind of screw that up anyway by making him sort of a terrible person and. Yeah. Although the entire point of the second and third one is that he literally sacrifices his one true dream to like save you know Will, Will and Elizabeth yeah. like relationship and all that stuff. Um, this one, it's not so much. It wouldn't be out of character for him to say that's revolting as like a, a, a you know a, a facade, if you will. It's the fact that there's no tip of the hat that it's like, oh, he's he's actually really happy for them. It's it's literally just it it is played as if he's just as selfish as he has been for the rest of this see, per- particular see, movie. See, you say that, but he made the effort to take his ship all the way there to watch them reunite. Yeah, but for all we know, considering where the Dutchman just kind of popped up, he could just have like teleported there. The, I mean, it's the, not this movie it, does really make like I said in the all the way back in the first one. It, this universe is way too small. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I don't think there's enough for there. I really feel like there should be something where, even even if he um, like even if it was something where like he's he smiles for a second, yeah, and then like no no, and I, then I, I totally I totally would have made it a, a nonverbal moment where it's just like he's he's satisfied. Yeah, well, even if it's something like he smiles and then Gibbs is like, "What are you looking at, sir?" And then he and then he he like frowns and he's like. The most revolting yeah, yeah. sight I've ever witnessed yeah, he in likes, my life. Yeah, he looks startled for a second, yeah. and then he says something like that. Yeah. Um, it just really bothers me, because it kind of goes back to... The problem you, is he's, he's talking to himself when he says it. Yes, 
and you've been saying this throughout the course of the movie and building up or the course of this franchise and building up to this one that Jack is the least redeemable in this movie yeah and I think that does hold true, hold true yeah. because no because he he's a complete farce in this movie yeah and that's the plot is kind of about that because the idea is that like he's a washed up drunken buffoon yeah but there's not a character arc where he redeems himself and he becomes like like awesome again yeah and I, just, think, and I think it re- really would have helped. Maybe you do start him off in that place, but then through realizing, oh, hey, this is Will and Elizabeth's kid. I want to help him, and I actively want to try and fix my mistakes from the past. Yeah. If that's his whole drive, we immediately sympathize with Jack a lot more in mm-hmm. this one. All they had to do was like throw in a few lines about that. Yeah. And there's an excellent moment where he pulls out the, the Black Pearl in the little bottle that he mm-hmm. can't free it from. And he's, he pull, he puts it on the, the rail of his little decrepit ship that he's he's staken out in some like cove, you know, kind of off the co- or off away from whatever city this is set around. Yeah. Um, and he sets it on the, the the railing and he looks out into the ocean and he, it matches up with the horizon. He's like imagining it, you know, on the horizon and it's it's great. It's so it's exactly why this character is so great and it's the same kind of moment that's shown shined through in the first one about. Or where, where he's, um, I want to say it's it's when he's talking with Elizabeth, right, on the island and, like, reopening up to her. I can't remember when this comes up. Yeah, I, I think so. Something like that, where he has a discussion with another character where he talks about how all he really wants to do is be free. Yeah. Which is really nice, and that's, it, it, I love that moment, and that moment gave me so much hope for this movie. And then the rest of the movie, Jack's just kind of flopping about. Yeah, back and forth. And this really is quintessential. He's a drunken buffoon. He kind of just gets lucky. Yeah. And I don't think it's on um, Jack Sparrow or Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. I will say. Um, I think he's he's definitely biting into the scenery a bit more. But I also don't think this script gives him anything to work with in character regards. Yeah. And I think increasingly, like you've said before, th- these this franchise increasingly gives him less and less to work with. Which is weird because he becomes more and more of the forefront yeah. of the movies. Yeah, they just keep, they keep pushing him harder. They continually center this around. I think he's a... I legitimately love his character from the first movie. And it really just disappoints me that they... Outside of the ending of the third one, they tried to make two more movies and just completely failed in both regards to, to make him anywhere near the character he was in the first one. Um, that first movie's so good. Yep. I, I have never appreciated this first movie as much as or that oh, first movie as oh, much as I have now oh it's even better that's the silver lining here because watching the, the terrible sequels and how much it gets worse mm-hmm. it just makes you appreciate yeah, the first yeah. one all the more yeah because it shows you all the things the first one did right that the rest did not yeah um jeez let, let me get back to my best and worst thing because we're, we're already <laughs> half an hour into this thing thanks for that Tyler <laughs> you're welcome I think it was entertaining for our I our I fans. disagree <laughs> I kind of want to go back and just do that for all of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, like, the third one, the beginning of the third one, where it's just complete... I think we did that like to the some ba- extent. Like, the back-and-forth deals yes. and double-crosses yes. and triple-crosses? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, so, so I, I really love the ending, and I love just... I, I love that the movie... One thing I was disappointed by with On Stranger Tides was just, like, it just completely moved on to a new story. It's It really is a one-off... Uh, like I said and in really, the last episode. It's, it's kind of like Skyfall when you're looking at all the Daniel Craig Bond movies where it's yeah. just, that's 
not not to say that Skyfall's the bad one because it's it's most certainly not. That would be Spectre. Um, which this <laughs> very much this, this very much feels like Spectre, where it's trying to kind of tie together previous yeah. movies, but without the thought and care that that requires. And it doesn't, I think, kind of ruin the thread of the previous movies the way that Spectre does. No. Um, because Salazar doesn't go, every single bad guy <laughs> you fought before has been an underling of there, me. <laughs> there is actually a really nice moment that we can talk about that's sort of the origin of Jack Sparrow, and I do like that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's the exact scene that Spectre is missing. So back to my best thing. <laughs> actually, I think we should derail this for another 20 minutes. I like how they, they bring back a lot of the musical cues from the previous movies, mm-hmm. is particularly the Will and Elizabeth stuff, and they kind of weave that into Henry's music. I like that quite a bit. So what you're telling me is, your best thing is the score. No. <laughs> My best thing is that final scene when they reunite. Okay. No, because watching... Because mm-hmm. I went to see this in the theater. Just because I I was just curious. I saw all the reviews. I only expected the worst. But for some reason, I was latching... Because I, I think the movie starts off pretty well with, with, Will, with Henry finding Will on the ship. And Will's like, you have to leave. I nobody can free me i'm i'm screwed and and henry's like no i'm gonna free you i'm gonna i'm gonna do this and it's it's like oh we have a motivation here and even though it doesn't make obviously resourceful little kid will yeah you know even though it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it doesn't make a whole lot of sense how henry is able to find the flying dutchman i don't follow that sure fine uh but yeah that that was just a through line that that was the main emotional crux of the movie that i was able to really go with Mm -hmm. so when you know, the goals accomplished and yeah. these characters that we like are reunited. I was like, yay, that's great. It, it, I mean, in in that sense of what it does for Will and Elizabeth, um, I kind of really wish nice. both of them had been in the movie more. Yeah, sure. It, particularly but, Elizabeth, because she really just shows up at the very end. Yeah, sure. It is a nice afterthought. Yeah. Um, to what was already sort of a complete story yeah. in the third one. Yeah. But. Uh, also, there's tons of just continuity issues. We'll get to that. Yeah. That is not my worst thing. We already really talked about it a lot because you just discussed the whole movie on your own um my worst thing is just jack and johnny depp's yeah. performance i yeah. i don't like jack at all in this movie yeah. um he's overplaying it way too much i find him way too cartoony uh every single scene he is playing like he is the drunken buffoon that he is at the very beginning but mm-hmm. that's because he's legitimately like hung over sure but then after a certain point, it's like, okay, start acting like the the real Jack. Quit being a cartoon. But then he just keeps being a cartoon. Uh, and that's the thing, too, about... So that, that first act, I think, is really promising. Um, because you've got the th- this ridiculous, over-the-top um, action set piece where... Which I love and hate at exactly, the same time. Exactly, exactly. Um... And it feels like they're setting the tone. They're saying, you know what? This is the kind of movie you're watching. They're just going to drag a building behind them. Yes. And it's not going to make there's, any sense. There's like an eight-horse carriage that they tie to a, a bank safe. And the safe... Literally drags the building. Literally drags the entire building that is the bank. Like, for a good ten-minute chase scene. Yeah, through the town. It's just insane. And it's also really fun. It's, it's bright, and it's vivid, and it's colorful, and there's all this stuff happening. Um, if the rest of the movie had been kind of carefree like that, in a sort of Fast and Furious vibe, yeah, then exactly. I, I could have gone, gone with it. And it's the same way, where it's like, okay, so Jack's incredibly hungover. That's yeah. why he's acting crazy and weird and yeah. all this stuff. Um, and then, immediately, kind of right after that, things start to get weird. 
because first Jack, he grabs a coin from the, the safe, which is important. Um, because because the, they, they never use because it they grabbed the safe at the wrong angle and all the money except for one coin was emptied yes. out during the chase, so, which so is a kind of a funny bit. He grabs the coin and then uh, and and hides it from the rest of his crew, and then he demands payment from his crew. So we're already like, okay, Jack, what? Yeah, he's demanding tribute, which is weird. And that's a thing they try to sort of half retcon in as a thing that is important to Jack. I yeah. guess. Which he um, hasn't brought up a single yeah. time in the other movies. Like when 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 Davy Jones is demanding the, his hundred souls for yeah. Jacks, Jack should be looking at all of his crew, going, "Each of you owes me ten souls as tribute, yeah. or something stupid like that." If, if that's what they say is like uh, an important thing for Jack, then yeah, whatever. Um, and then Jack trains his compass in for a drink when they establish that he just grabbed a coin. From the safe. And then he gives up, like, his most prized possession to get a drink. And that conveniently unleashes Salazar at, like, the perfect moment. I'm still very... Who just talked to Henry, like, two days prior. Yes. I'm still just so confused as to everything that happens. Okay, the, the start of this movie has, like, amazing Spider-Man 2 levels of coincidences. Spider-Man 3 levels of coincidences. Yeah. Come on. Now. Like, all we're missing is an elevator where characters yes. just run into each other. Oh, are you... Wait, sorry, did you say Amazing Spider-Man yes. 2? Oh, okay. Yes. I, for some reason, I heard Spider-Man 2. Okay. No. I'm back on board. Okay. I thought you were trashing known Spider-Man 2 hater Alex over here. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, uh, Henry meets Salazar, and so he's looking for Jack to go find the, the trident. Mm-hmm. But then Karina's also there, and she's trying to find the trident as well, and she just happens to be Barbosa's daughter. Yeah. And then because Barbosa and, and Jack it goes even further, and Jack gives up the compass. Yeah. Prior to meeting Henry, but just a couple days after Henry meets Salazar, there's way too much stuff that's interconnected. And, but it's ah. Yeah, the Karina stuff goes even further because Barbosa has a tattoo of the trident because why? No, this was something I was confused about, and I needed you to clarify. Yeah, because was... I thought the diary was actually cr- like Barbosa wrote in the diary, and like he created the map or whatever and no. gave it to Karina. That's something I was confused. The about. idea. So the idea, as we learn later, she mentions that it was Galileo's diary, I believe, at one point, that which is kind of dumb. Kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, and that it w- and Barbosa says it was stolen from like an Italian merchant vessel thing. And he gave it to... See, this is what I don't get, is that he gave it to Karina because he thought the ruby would help her to... Like, he didn't expect her to use the diary at all or anything. He thought... He gave it to her when he, like, orphaned her or whatever, put her in an orphanage. Because he thought the ruby would be able to, to give her, like, a because, good life. Because his girlfriend, maybe wife, died? Oh, where does the ruby... How does she get the ruby back? Does she just keep it? Is that the idea? Because, like, if the idea is that she was going to sell it... I guess the idea is she just never did? No. Okay. She never did. Okay. It was just stuck um, on, on the yeah, yeah the diary. Okay. So, and, but then also, Barbosa has a tattoo of the thing, and that's how she realizes that she was his... Which is a whole other thing, because there's supposed to be some, like, plot line that she's accepting that Barbosa was her father, but they never make that a conflict for her. We're never told that she would not accept that. It's not like Will in the first movie where he hears that his father exactly. was a pirate. Exactly. And his arc is he becomes a pirate. Which would be an, a, a really sweet parallel. 
Yeah. If the idea was, oh, now we're, we've got one of these characters that's actually important to us, and his child is going through the same arc that Will did. Yeah. And then we also have Will's son there as yeah. well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very rough. And then if, like, Will's son was acting as the Jack role, who kind of brings her into the pirate life... Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it happens. It anyway. Happens. Also, Jack has given away the compass multiple times in his <laughs> Do we want to address at least the origin really quick? Because that yeah. is one nice yeah. moment. Um, pretty, good. But it could have been a lot better if they had actually tied it into continuity a bit more. Sure. Pretty good effects, I will say. Um, because they, they de-aged Johnny Depp. And it's there's... better than Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, although although that's... that's actually recreating an actor, not just yes. making a guy look exactly, younger. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, they... So they have this. It's it's a it's a it's nice because they give it time to breathe. They actually you know explore it. Um, I'm, they, I'm imagining the Suicide Squad version of it, where she's cut up into a million pieces, and sure. we don't actually know what happened. Sure, exactly. Um, <laughs> where they give us a thirty second, not even 30, like a ten second bite. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, that's an origin. Um, we got 20, 20 more of those. Which what do you want next? Um, <laughs> because yeah, so they they tie it into where Salazar was this. Uh, you know, pirate the, um, assassin, sort of. This guy who's going around trying to kill all the other pirates because I think his father was killed by pirates. His father and gr grandfather were both yes. killed by pirates. So he's going around trying to kill pirates. And he's a Spaniard, you know, he's, he's a pirate hunter. Why is and, he the bad guy? I mean, he's... He's not. Like, what if, what if they made him, like, a nuanced, likable character where it's like we feel sorry for him? They didn't. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it, it, yeah. Um, like, at this point, we just kind of have to take it face value. The pirates are just lovable. Exactly. Um, they're not They're not such bad guys. Sure. They're and, more anti-heroes. It, it shows him just destroying, like, this pirate fleet and killing all the pirates in the water. Because, again, like you just said, he has no complexity. He's just, you know, going to kill everyone. He doesn't care. Yeah. And somehow he just kind of misses Jack's boat. Where Jack's previous or, captain, or he he blows up enough of it to think that he's killed sure, most yeah. of them. I don't know. And Jack's uh, captain gets killed, and his captain gives him the compass, not the piece of eight that he has. And okay, uh, two two in. things before we we go into the rest of the scene. I think it would have been really cool because he says the last of the pirates banded together to try and stop me. What if that was one of the Brethren court meetings yeah. that they refer to so much in the third one? Yeah. What if one of them was like, oh, this guy's hunting down all the pirates, you gotta stop him? Right? It would be excellent if there was a little shot of one of the other pirate lords, yeah. like, de-aged. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool. And then the guy, the, the, the captain that gets killed and then Jack walks up to him, not only does he give him the compass, he also gives him the piece of eight. Yeah, that would be cool. That they would don't be great. do that. Um... Also, I've heard... I don't remember if this is the case, and I, I don't know if I brought it up in Dead Man's Chest. There might be a throwaway dialogue where Tia Dalma claims that she gave Jack the compass, so there might be a huge continuity oh. gaff there. I'm not sure. Huh. I'm not 100% on that. I don't know. 
Because I th- did you? Yeah, I think you mentioned that where we were trying, you were trying to pay attention to it, and then you asked me, and I was like, "That sounds right." And then you were like, "Well, that, that's completely changing." The- yeah, it might be. I'm not sure. Um, I don't remember. Anyway, so he gets the compass, and then he Jack takes over the ship, and and he goes up into the crow's nest, and that's where he gets the name Sparrow because he's like a bird, and he's calling out from the. It's dumb. Um, at at no point do they go, "Oh, his last name is taken from something." Yes. I, I just assumed his name was just Jack Sparrow. Yeah. It's just like, it's a cool sounding name. Yeah. And they like swing around some rocks and it's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. Like it's cool because they DH him really well. They DH his voice really well. Um, it's neat. It's an, it's a nice scene. And, but then all of his pirate compadres give him well, just his costume after that yeah pretty much <laughs> that's um, terrible well and that's the tribute stuff that we were just talking about where that's just kind of that's, that's like if in in last crusade like at at, at the end of the the flashback opening like w- when he gets the hat or mm-hmm. whatever if they just gave him like the complete indiana jones costume sure <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much um well just get give him give him the compass and then have someone give him the hat yeah just, and, and I mean, have someone give him the hat and just say, hey, you're, you're the captain. And now. he's got the piece of eight. Or have the, the previous captain who died be wearing the hat. Yeah. And then said, whatever. We don't need everything. Also, it would have been great if they had Barbosa there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how well they'd be able to de-age Jeffrey Rush. Just cast a guy who looks like a young yeah. Jeffrey Rush pretty, at that Pretty point. much. Um, anyway. You got enough money. This movie looks expensive. It did, yeah. Um... Unlike the last one, which looks but, kind of like a TV movie, kind of? Yes, pretty much. Uh, here's the thing, is that Jack swings around the rocks, and that sends Salazar into the Devil's Triangle, which is yet another vaguely defined <laughs> magical thing in this universe. And somehow that kills him and makes his whole crew undead, because like, the ship blows up. Why does every undead crew in these movies need to have a vendetta against Jack? Did we really need that again? Yes. Why couldn't it just been, like, we have another crew of pirates that are are here? Or something. You can come up with something a bit more clever than that. You really could. (sighs) Yeah. It's it's annoying. Or if you're going to have another crew of undead pirates, don't have it be tied in with Jack. Sure. Just have Jack's whole drive... Not be to, for self-preservation, because we've already had enough of that and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Have it be, he wants to help Will and Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... That, that would be awesome if the whole plot of this was that he specifically found out he, if he broke the trident, then he could free Will. Yeah. And then maybe he wants the trident anyway, because, you know, he is, he is sort of greedy and, and self... It has self-interest or whatever. Yeah. So, or, so he wants the trident so that he can release Will and... And this this might even be a, b- a bit too far, but I'm just throwing it out as an idea. What if he even he's having like almost PTSD nightmares of like stuff that's happened in the, in the previous movies, and he just keeps remembering Davy Jones stabbing Will. Yeah, that freaks him out. Yeah, wakes him up at night. Sure, that'd be cool. So any character plot. <laughs> I I think it would have helped this one a lot, just based on what the end goal is, which is to help Will and Elizabeth to free him of of the curse mm-hmm. for it to be taking itself a bit more seriously yeah and the, that's the thing it, it the other thing too with this not to say that it needs to be like no jokes super dark but a bit less farcical this movie has the base plot this the base plot of this movie and the base plot of the fourth movie should have been flipped because the fourth movie is a forgettable you know it's just a thing it happens you know 
kind of bland. This whatever. Moving on. That movie should be the plot with the gen- the the next generic undead crew. That you know maybe you can t- you can still tie it into Jack's backstory, get some stuff on him, and you know just put it, pull it in, and and you know maybe you do you do do some more afterthought stuff with Will and Elizabeth, and it'd be kind of fun, but still sort of forgettable, run of the mill, monster of the week esque yeah. movie. Then this movie, the one that is supposed to be visually spectacular, and you know they is widespread, and they go all over the place, and there's this big epic stuff it's about poseidon's trident and some like which is not a thing what like anybody cares about this movie should have been the movie where you involve blackbeard and the fountain of youth and you know you've got the privateering and it's the end of the pirate age and you get that movie has so the, the fourth one has so many interesting ideas that get dropped for a second and go nowhere and then this movie has, you know, kind of a fully realized sense of, of pace and epicness in a movie with just the most bland generic story that you can think of that goes nowhere. <sighs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so what did you think of Henry and Karina as characters and actors? They're fine. Um, I think they're pretty good actors. I think Henry is a good does it does a really good job of, of playing Will and Elizabeth's son. Um, I think he especially got has a lot of Will's kind of mannerisms down. I don't know what it is, but he 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 does a good job. Um, Karina's good too. She's a little bit. I the the closest thing I can think of is Mary Sue, which is just a horrible, you know. Thanks, Max Landis. Criticism that gets you ruined everything. Yeah, the, the, you've ruined film criticism forever pretty, by introducing that. Pretty much completely over. I mean, I know that was a thing before him, but yeah, it's it's become a thing that just gets chucked at everybody. It is sort of, you know, and and she doesn't do enough to enough in this movie that's just completely ridiculous to to make it this necessarily. But it is sort of she has no character flaws. Yeah. But the, at least they don't make her, like, completely save the day. Yeah. Like, at least her father sacrifices himself to save her, and it's not, you know... Something something sad happens to her, at least. Yeah. It's not quiet to the moment, to the point where it's like, oh, she's using science to save everything. Yeah. You know, there she's, she's still kind of in the background, so it doesn't completely take over the plot, but look how smart this girl is, and she's doing all this stuff. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's... I don't know. And she, their chemistry... The chemistry between the two of them isn't excellent. I think um, that's just mostly they don't get enough time to act together. Probably. I, I think that's fair. Um, it's, it's probably not that much worse than Will and Elizabeth in the first movie. Did you think they were pushing all the, the Oh, You're a Witch stuff a bit too far? Yeah. I know you especially had a problem with that. Well, even to the point where like the pirates are saying she's a witch... They've met actual witches. <laughs> like, and there's this really freaky witch who just shows up, who's an actual witch, and, and she's working for the British or something. What does she By do? Way, we need to get to the British and David Wyndham because oh they are they are an afterthought. What if is, there ever was? One. What does she do? What does that other witch do? I don't know. Anything? She 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 gets the compass. She, right. She somehow she gets the compass off screen, and then she points the British in the right direction to get them ch- in the chase. And then the British summarily get just executed out of the plot the british grab um gibbs and all of them 
just so they can escape, and then they're the British are immediately killed. Yes, and then and then they're gone. And it doesn't even really. I, also, we, it's like they learned nothing. When when you have all the, these these wonderful actors, can we can we use them? Can we can we get them to do like you have David Wenham? Yeah, use him. He was the brightest spot of Iron Fist, and it's not even close. Yeah, and of course he's excellent in Lord of the Rings, and it's like what. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the raunchiness of this movie? Is that sure. is that sure. the best way to describe? Yeah, it? I think so. And it's not overblown, but I find it problematic. It's overblown compared to the previous movies. Yeah, and eighteen pound balls. Yes. So the first three movies have really snappy, smart dialogue. Um, that's that's one of their strengths, regardless of, of what else might be happening in the plot that is concerning their their actual dialogue is really smart and and witty and it's 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 you know just a, a ride it's fun to, to it makes you love these characters because they're they're all so smart and and funny and just great to to, to watch talk and everything it, it's just great the last movie was just sort of bland this movie tries to replicate the humor and the heart of those characters from the first three movies and kind of just has to settle for a lot of jokes about characters mishearing things or misunderstanding things and saying funny things about sex. Um, She's a horologist. Yeah, that's the biggest one. Um, that is so terrible. Yeah, there's a joke about how she's a horologist and then there's like a long... There's a couple of funny... I mean, it's not like it's not funny necessarily, but it's just not... A, in the spirit of these movies, and B, too dumb for these movies, I would say. These movies have dumb action scenes, but for the most part, their their humor is, is really on point. And it feels like they, they're not, the writers for this movie were not up to par of the writers from at least the first three, and because of that, they just had to, like, go for the easy stuff. Yeah. Um, there's also the thing about her handling his the the telescope. Um, what I forget what the the tel- what the line is. It's something she she at the beginning of the movie she's looking at a telescope and she adjusts something and the guy says no one's ever handled my blank or no, a woman's never handled my blank before. Oh yeah. And there's some there's some joke about that. Um, what are some other I know I know there were a couple of other things like that in this movie. Oh jeez. Um Oh, there's the whole bit where she's about to be hung and she falls through and uh Henry grabs her and it's clear that he's grabbing her butt in order to hold yeah. her up. Yeah. And he's like, "I'm holding your port." And she's like, "That's my stern." Yeah. Or something something like and that. And that goes on for a while. Yeah. And there's something about There's even like a callback to it in a later scene. I think there's a joke about Jack being rather being hung or whatever. I, I, I feel I, like that's supposed to be And again, that action scene, I do. I will say, I love that scene where they're both about to be executed. I love that scene aside from when Jack awkwardly lands and he's still <laughs> strapped to the the plank in front of him. Which he, he kind of and just, he just and he just like the shot is so weird yeah. and he just kind of he's on his feet when so, he, when he lands because he's circling around on the guillotine and the blade keeps coming really close to cutting his head off. It's a really yeah. it's a really fun image. Yeah, and and yeah. So do you explain it if you haven't seen this movie because. You probably don't need to. 
Um, the people aren't still listening if they, if they haven't seen this. Yeah, then maybe. Um, the so that yeah, Karina and Karina's about to be to be hanged, and Jack is on the guillotine because he didn't. He was like, "Oh, it sounds French. That's funny." And then, did you know the French invented mayonnaise? Because that's a joke. Yeah. Um, then they, that nobody laughed at. Yeah. Uh, they 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 go. So they're about to, to execute both of them, and then she's like, she she yells out and silences the, the the crowd who's ready to see them die, and then she like starts trying to give an epic final speech, and Jack keeps interrupting, and that's it's really entertaining, it's really funny because like Jack keeps interrupting her, and it's a great moment for the two characters to really like. <laughs> I love when bond. she goes, "Fine, <laughs> cut off his head, I'll wait." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. It's good character building for both of them. Um, yeah, and then. Um, Henry shows it up. It almost would does... have been better if that had built up to a reveal that Jack was her father instead. Because yeah, that also makes a lot more sense timeline wise. What if you somehow made like if you brought back Angel- Angelica from the fourth one and you made it like she's their daughter? Yeah, that'd be too much. Probably work fine. It would work better than what we've got. Yeah, exactly. Um... By the way, I, I I might be the only person that actually wanted Angelica back in this movie because like <laughs> I said, like I, like like I said she was she was the only person I really found <laughs> interesting in the fourth sure, one. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, so Henry does some Tarzan swinging through the crowds, distracts them long enough for even though he didn't, I don't know why he needed to distract them really. Um, for Gibbs and crew to get the cannon out, and then they I, shoot. Yeah, it was it was to get all the British soldiers yeah, looking at him yeah, so they fine. could pull the cannon that's out. Fine. That's um, fine. And then they shoot the guillotine, and it starts spinning, or under the guillotine, it starts spinning around and comes really close, and that's really fun. Um, and then he goes flipping off, and it doesn't really make any sense. And then there's this great little bit where he's, like, trying to, to balk every, all these British soldiers that are stabbing him, yeah. and it's, it's funny. And then somehow he just gets out of it. I'm not really sure how that works. Um... Yeah, I don't remember. I, I think, think he, he just falls down and he gets He falls up. on something, and it, like, breaks it, or... Sure. I don't know. Whatever. And then, and then of course, she in the middle of a, a, a there, there is a pretty great little moment too where um one of the pirates i think it's scrum yeah it's scrum he's it, fighting off the uh the hangman and he goes to kick him yes like he does a jump kick to his chest and he completely falls over and the hangman's just standing there yeah the, the hangman doesn't move and yeah. scrum just like falls onto his back and then they fight around and eventually she falls down through or the lever gets pushed and she falls down and then there's the the sex scene quote-unquote sex scene the the, the sex, sex joke. jokes um about him grabbing henry grabbing her um yeah, at that point in the movie, I was still like, okay, if we're in, if we're in for a bunch of these crazy scenes, yeah, and there's little moments of that. There's little moments of really creative action scenes, like the the way the uh, Silent Mary. I'm gonna keep saying that even if it's wrong. Uh, like raises up and like smashes down and crushes and blows up ships. It's really cool. Or like the it's undead, terrifying. the undead sharks. That's, yeah, that's neat. Pretty inventive. Um, I love I love that Salazar's design is like he's got the hair waving as if he's still drowning. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and when he talks, he's still got water that that yeah bubbles out of his mouth. Yeah, um, there's neat ideas, <sighs> and that's about it. Yeah, it, it's all it's all the small finer points. There's there's like broadly speaking, it's very flawed. Yes, and the you know quality of these creative action sequences and the, the ability to follow these action sequences sort of decreases as the movie goes on. It also doesn't help, and I mentioned this before we watched it. Jack actually does nothing in that finale. Yep. Except get stabbed. And Except get stabbed and because tortured, of a diary, quote unquote. Sure. Yeah. Well, what would have been really cool is if because there is another thing 
that I keep thinking of little things that I like about this movie, and they're all from the first half, um, where Karina <clears throat> is bluffing about not wanting, not caring what happens to Henry. Yeah. And they throw Henry into like a, a rowboat overboard, and yeah. she doesn't realize it. She thinks that they're they're keel hauling him. Yeah. And she starts freaking out, and then she runs over, and they're like, "Like I said, blushing." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's a great moment because it, it's a great moment of Jack again actually caring about these people, but also wanting to help himself. Well, and, also it's great because at the beginning, like when he's threatening her, he's it's very clear that he has no idea what he's doing, and he doesn't actually want to harm them. So he's like, "Um, I'll I'll kill him." Yeah. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's good. It really is. At some points, it feels like they've got a grasp on his character, yes. and then most of the time, it, not not so much. Yes. It, I, at some point, it just the movie just started to get really boring for me, and then and then after the during that entire finale, I was just like, "What am I watching?" Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think I I I guess it's just they got. They came up with the set piece first, probably, mm-hmm. but they didn't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it's it, so it's not like the Maelstrom where where it's like, oh, we've got this cool image, where we can have the ships attacking each other and it'll be a cool battle and stuff. And we'll do the, some character this, stuff. This is just we've got a trench and the Trident will be down there and then it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Like other than the image itself, there's nothing creative or interesting about that right. whole last section. Right. Which, I know the Maelstrom happened, but I still think this is a bit too over the top, even for sure. these movies. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Um, it felt weird. I even thought the once they reached the island and all the sparkling stones and everything leading them, pointing out the map and stuff, I thought that was a bit too much. Sure, sure. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. One last thing I want... Actually, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And then we could probably get around the grades. Uh... At, when we see Will in the opening, he he's starting to become part of the ship. Like, he's starting to get, like, fish yeah. scales and stuff. Does that mean he's not been doing the job? Apparently. Because based on what we've been told in, in the previous movies, you only start turning into a fish person if you're not doing the job of ferrying the dead. Right. Which also, and I'm sure you'll mention, you're, you're about to mention this, leads into the problem of what happens to the dead once Will... Um, some of these curses are apparently key to how this universe runs. So yeah. what happens when you remove them? Yeah. Like, so Will's free. The, the Flying Dutchman no longer needs a captain or a crew. Who ferries the dead? Do they just automatically just get transported to the afterlife now? Sure. Which would have been really cool if they worked Salazar being, you know, the representation of death. And he was somehow involved in this whole thing and and maybe will is neglecting his duties for what one reason or another yeah and because of that salazar is upset and he it's checks and balances for the universe and he you know comes in and and that's i don't know something that's kind of where i thought this might be going and it's not it's almost like they didn't watch the other movies but then at some points it feels like they did it's very bizarre like Clearly, the 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 composer for this looked at the other movies for the school. It's it's very bizarre. Yep. Like it, he's clearly bringing cues to make it feel like the other movies, and then nobody else really seems to be doing that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, last thing I want to talk about was Paul McCartney because I think oh, his, yeah. his cameo I think is very fun. Again, bright spot from the first half of the movie. 
It's as, an excellent cameo. As, as Uncle Jack. Yeah. Because <laughs> at first, doesn't he think it's his dad? Jack, yeah. Jack thinks it's his dad, and then he realizes it's it's actually his uncle. Quote and when he said dad, I was like, oh no, is is Keith Richards going to give terrible exposition that Jack should already know again? Mm. But no. And there's a great moment where... Um, the. He give, he tells Jack or he's he's asked Jack he's like did I ever tell you the one about the skeleton and he's like and Jack's like all the time and and then he goes this a skeleton walks into the bar into a bar he orders a beer and a mop and then you hear laughing from like halfway down the jail like hallway <laughs> and and Jack's just like better every time or something and it's great yeah <clears throat> that was great. And it, it, really and it lasted like 30 seconds. It wasn't an extended scene. It wasn't like, gratuitous. Like, was like Keith Richards in the fourth one, yeah. where he's actually giving us plot points. Yes. Yeah, it's good. I'm curious how you're going to grade this one. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? On my, on, like, we slowly went through stuff that was on my my notes. Um, mm-hmm. We pretty much covered everything cool. that I've got. So I think I'm probably set. I think I've ranted enough. Okay, yeah. Um... It's a very mixed bag for me, but I, if if you were to ask me between the second, uh, fourth, and fifth ones, which is very specific, if you were to ask me which which of those I would want to watch, I'd probably say this one. I would probably say that too, because that second one really feels its runtime. Yeah. Um, And and the the fourth fourth one is just boring. boring. I would say the second one probably objectively is the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about that's about I, as well. As I'll, I'll go ahead and give my grade. Um, <coughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna give it a D plus because this, that's the same that I gave the fourth one. Do you remember what I gave the fourth one? I believe it was also a D plus or D. Something like, it was either a D or D plus. I can't remember. See, this is what happens when I don't have the score sheet. Um. But this is me also saying, like like I said in the last one, I kind of feel bad that I gave Dead Man's Chest a C-. I kind of feel like all of these should be on a... Like, they all have their different ups and downs, but they kind of equal out to me. Like, they all deserve D-pluses. Yeah. The first one's the only legitimately good one, and then the third one is a mixed bag, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then the rest are... up and down. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> What does your heart tell you? I, I think I gotta go D minus. Okay. Because I I mean there's there's too much to like for me to give it an F. And I I keep thinking, you know, maybe I should give it a D. I should be a little forgiving of it. But there's a I mean, at least the fourth one made an attempt to give actual character payoff about oh, Penelope Cruz's character, she's, you know, dealing with her her father and yeah. they're trying to give Jack, you know, he's trying to be maybe not selfless, but he's trying to do stuff for this character. Yeah. And, you know, he mutinies her without killing her. I don't know. There, there's stuff. It's... I th- th- This movie, I think they just... <clears throat> there's too much about the end that I don't like. I, th- I think I have to give it a D-. minus. That's fair. And just stuff sprinkled throughout as well. I, I, I rarely see you, like when we're watching a movie for this, I rarely see you decrease so much <laughs> in your, your participation with the film and your yeah. excitement. Than, than like how you were for that last yeah. act and I, th- I I think I mentioned that the last time this happened was probably like Predator 2 yeah which I know I think some people love the ending because it's just so ridiculous um I did not feel that way yeah and I, I can get that either way but yeah yeah I, I 
It's, it's mostly I, I like the Henry and Karina stuff fine. Sure. There's a lot of interesting set pieces towards the beginning. I like the score. There's a lot of nice visual effects. Mm-hmm. I think Javier Bardem is a fine villain. Could yeah. have been a lot better, but yeah. it's fine. The biggest problems for me would be Jack. Uh, how they handle Barbosa is really terrible. Yeah. And then all the continuity stuff really bothers me. I think I think for some reason Barbosa is like one of my favorite characters in this it's it's all Jeffrey Rush's performance I mean it, it is but it's also what they built the foundation they built in the first one and then the way they play his you know that the, the third arc or the third one that the yeah. way they play his arc and how he marries Will and Elizabeth and that's great yeah um, and then they just sort of turn him into a silly villain dude again after building up some real character like he he had one of the, the, the he had some really great character stuff in the, the second or just the third movie and then they just sort of backslide and then to give Ret- retcon in a daughter that is like too young for him to have had i feel oh i forgot to talk about that the timeline stuff yeah makes no sense because this is supposedly five years after on stranger tides but henry's like 17 to 20 years old let's say <clears throat> yeah uh so that means on stranger tides happens at like 15 years yeah 12, 15 years after at World's End, mm. the time jump seems a lot greater between 4 and 5 than it does 3 and 4 for me. Yeah. Because Jack looks a little bit older and Barbosa definitely looks a lot older. They're doing stuff with Jack's hair to make it look like he's sun-bleached. Yeah, which is odd. Because because it, they don't try and make him older in any other like, way. Like I said in the last one, like just making his hair blonder, it makes the wig more apparent. Yes. And then they don't do anything else. They don't like wrinkle him up. They don't yeah, give him any gray hair. Yeah, yeah, start to gray up his hair. That yeah. makes perfect that would be, sense. That would be really cool. What if you start to gray up his beard or something? Yeah, that'd be really cool if that's what he, if if you you know give it give him that kind of uh what's 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 the word um I don't know but the ter- like when you got like speckle like black black and gray you know and it's kind of salt. I thought of a narrow another terrible joke in this movie mm-hmm. when Henry goes and finds him in the jail cell. Uh, and he's not wearing pants, and that's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. D plus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I, I feel like just based on my prior track record of just previous franchises, what this does, I feel like I should hate this movie, but I don't. I mean, they they pay homage enough, and they try to do enough that I don't hate it but man. but I feel like just just like how much I care about continuity and stuff I feel like I sure, should genuinely sure. hate this movie yeah but I don't I find it entertaining and I I, I mean there's yeah there there's a there's a decent amount of goodwill built up by just how beautiful some of the those early shots are yeah um yep that's it we're done with pirates and it's kind of a whimper <laughs> it's not a bang <laughs> not as bad as it could be but I don't know, it's pretty bad based on your review. Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much failed it. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, is, is again, at the beginning of this movie, I was like, oh, you know, I think I'm actually going to really enjoy this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end, end on a high note here. I'm excited. And then it just kept trailing and trailing and trailing. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know which... I don't know. I just don't know. This is my third favorite. Yeah. Although... This four and two are very close together. <laughs> I, I was about to say they they all have very different problems. Yes. Um. Yeah. I don't know. But 
Well, I would overall recommend you just stick with the first one, and... Yeah. I think the second one is worth watching in conjunction with the third one. Really, just the last act of the third one is worth watching. Or, the, yeah, yeah, basically. The payoff's really good for that first trilogy, and then... First one is just immaculate, though. It's so good. I still want to see what a sixth one would do. Kind of just, well, that's the thing. just, just, just morbid curiosity at this point. Like, like that, that, that after credit scene with Davy Jones, which is just terrible. No. I would love to be a Hollywood writer who could get his hands on this franchise and just smash it all together for the big celebration thing. You bring back all the characters. You bring back, you know, like, like I'm talking, everybody comes back. Yeah. Um, who obviously is still alive, at least. And No, you bring back Regeni and Pencil, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, I mean, they... they yeah. They don't yeah. address how Marty is back, so... Exactly. I, I was talking more, uh, aside from, like, Beckett and, and stuff. And, yeah. And Davy Jones, probably, but... No, you bring back Beckett, just so he can be killed off in the exact same way. I'm okay way. with that. Um, it's just good business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you... You know, a big sweeping thing, and, you know, Jack... Make it serious... But not, you know, completely unself-aware in the exact same way that the first one is. Give it, I was going to say, you mean exactly like the first yes, one? Yes, give it, give it the tone <laughs> of the first one. Make Jack, you know, a very somber, kind of grizzled character. Um, like, play- uh, like just, just think about it. C- compare this with Logan, where you're, you exactly. supposedly got, you've got your old, washed-up hero who's been on tons of adventures, and he's... It, this is kind of like his last hurrah of yeah. sorts. <laughs> Just compare this with Logan. <laughs> yeah. I want to see a movie where... Logan's a legitimate work of art. This is just Hollywood blockbuster it, garbage. Yeah, really. Um, I want to see a movie where... As much as I enjoy this movie, it's garbage. Sure, sure. Um, the... What was I going to say? I've completely lost my train of thought. I want to see a movie where it's Jack Sparrow and he's old and, and graying and he is trying to escape his fate because he survived so much but now he, he's losing his freedom. He, you know, the Black Pearl is like the last famous pirate ship. We're, we're finally sealing up that plot line. Yeah. Um, Penelope Cruz comes back somehow or another and she's got um, the, the, the voodoo doll and that factors in somehow. I don't know, do something with Davy Jones. Come Maybe... Now that the curse is lifted, he washes up on a beach and he's untentacled. He's normal again. Even though he was kind of tentacled and stuff in that after. Yeah, but it's a dream. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then, you know, tie up all the loose ends. Bring the dog back. It'll be fun. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I, I'm really disappointed that that, about the fact that this movie kills off Barbosa the way it does because I feel like that should tie into more of like Elizabeth's character in some way because of the way they kind of formed a weird related you know bond and um bring back calypso i don't know do something with her just bring it all back bring it all back and just make it this big epic blowout kill off jack sparrow you know do make it a swan song do something where you know that the the i don't know make the finale of the movie be him saying drink up me hearties yo-ho as he bleeds out in some form or fashion. He gets one last drink of rum, he looks out at the horizon, and he yes. dies. Yes. And the... It, 
And they're never going to do that. That makes me very sad. Not with the people that they've got in charge of these movies. Yeah, really. Um, and I, I know that most people probably don't have... It's, it's specifically after watching that first one. Yeah. And then seeing the character foundation they laid in the next Pe- two. People don't care about Pirates of the Caribbean nearly that much. It's, no. it's much more of no. a, it's, it's similar to Transformers where it's just like a superficial interest where exactly. it's just like, that's the generic blockbuster it's, we go to see every it's three It's Transformers, years. it's Fast and the Furious. It's, yeah. it's in that vein. It's not Star Wars. I get that. It's not Star Wars. It's not the MCU. Yes. You know. But man, I would, I would love, especially in like 20 years, um... If, like, they just completely shell the franchise after this, they're just like, ah, we don't care. I still think they should reboot this and do it as an anthology piece. That'd be cool. Just... I just don't know that anthologies are ever going to be a thing they can stick to for big-budget movies. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, obviously, Cloverfield is a, is a thing they're trying to get going, and that can, that can work because it's, it's cheap, it's quickly produced. It's... Yeah, because people, when they automatically hear, oh, it's not about the characters I, I know. Ex- they, I mean, they, I don't even a, think it's necessarily that. It's just <coughs> the brand. You know, it's... And, I mean, they're trying to do that with Star Wars, but they're still giving us main Star Wars movies to keep the hype going, and they're still The tying... only ones I want to see... I don't care about these spinoffs. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm thinking is Rogue One. Rogue One was, I mean, I think was honestly kind of a bold choice for them to start off this anthology series because, you know, obviously they're making the Han Solo movie. And it's like, look, you love Han Solo. And I'm excited to see if they ever do an Obi-Wan movie with Ian McGregor, but you love Obi-Wan. And... That would be the only anthology sure. movie I would want to see. Sure. I don't care but, about a young Boba Fett movie... But you love Boba Fett, and that's that's what. But the, I I don't. That's I don't, what the franchise is. See, it's about safety. Care. It's about producing the movie that they think will get the most audience. Yeah, that they yeah. that they think people will say, "I like that character. I'm going to go watch a movie about them." Yeah. As opposed, and and that's not. I mean, can I get my Captain Phasma origin movie? There we go. Um. But yeah, it's it, and that's the problem. I want to know how she got her shiny chrome armor. What did her captain die, and then all of her crew decided to give it to her? As tribute, yes, um, and that's the pro- but that is the problem because even when you like make a completely different movie, they still kind of expect the callbacks to the first movie, yeah. and they want people want that, and and franchise or studios don't want to put money into something when they're worried that it's going to be, you know, like people aren't going to respond because it's a different thing. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a shame. I, I would really love to see them try and bring this back for one last big swashbuckling adventure with when Johnny Depp is like sixty. <laughs> I would. I would. I mean, I would even be fine with these same directors. You just need somebody who can write a good script. Yeah. Like these guys, pretty much have the visual look down. Mm-hmm. I just. Do we know who wrote it? Was it them or was it someone? Uh, the story was by one of the guys who worked on the previous four movies and a Wait. new guy, and that this new guy wrote the screenplay. Okay, gotcha. And I was looking at the guy's filmography. There was, like, one really good movie, and the rest was pretty bad. Okay, interesting. I think he, he wrote, like, Catch Me If You Can, hmm. or something like that, and then the rest was, like, complete garbage. Weird. I don't know. Okay. Well... Unfortunately, that is all we we can say about that. Even though for the past fifteen minutes we weren't actually talking about the movie itself, I know, but I'm saying like that's all we can say about the franchise because oh yeah, I I don't think they've said anything about plans for a six. Jerry Bruckheimer said, and this will kind of date the podcast. He he said, depending on the DVD sales for for this yeah. one, 
that, what was that. what was the time difference between this one and Stranger Tides? Stranger Tides was 2011. This was 2017. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's probably about how long, at minimum, we can expect before they will will take another shot because this did not do as nearly as well as. I'm surprised they didn't come up with with another one sooner after Stranger Tides because that movie made money. Um, but then again, Alice in Wonderland, another Johnny Depp movie, almost are are. It, it made tons of money, and then they made an afterthought sequel several. But years that's the afterwards. problem is that they took so long to make an, a sequel. I think it, they just. I mean, that's probably the same reason with this one is that the the brand's almost dead because no one really liked the fourth one, and it just sort of petered out. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It'll be something to keep an eye on. So, what are we doing next? Um, we are gonna. So obviously, we didn't do the Transformers special commentary. Um, we might try and do that. For the next episode, yeah. we will see. Um, it, it, it's mostly on Britton's schedule. We're trying to get him worked in because we definitely want to make that a, a, a thing between all three of us. We're not going to do it without Britton. Yes, that's just um, that's just the rule. So as far as if we can't do that, I don't know. I really want to do Lord of the Rings. Alex is, is hesitant because of the Hobbit movies, and I get that. But at this point, I'm just like... The main problem is I don't know how we would handle the Hobbit movies. I don't know if we'd want to just lump that into one mega-sized episode or if we'd want to do all those... Sev- I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that. Um, we could probably look at Indiana Jones. Maybe Rocky. I know you like the Rock. You want to do Rocky. I know you've been wanting to for a while. Because even when they're bad, they're entertaining. Yeah. So we'll, we'll toss some ideas around. We don't have anything concrete yet. Hopefully we'll get that Transformers special out in, in between... We could do Jason Bourne, and then we'll get to the fifth one, and we'll have the exact same feelings that we have with this one. Awesome. Wait, wait. Why did they bring... What? <laughs> what was the... Do you know that fourth one, the spinoff, the afterthought that everybody didn't like? I like that one more. <laughs> Should have brought back Jeremy oh. Renner. Oh, boy. Um, right, so... Yes, I am a Bourne legacy apologist. <laughs> we are on iTunes, um, here come the sequels, obviously. Find us on Twitter at HCT Sequels. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. I think that's every. We do have a YouTube channel. Um, you can just search Here Come the Sequels. We don't have like a good link for it yet because apparently we need a bunch of subscribers and we don't have that. So go subscribe if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the first thing you find when you yeah. search it. Yeah. Uh, I've uploaded. Thus far, I've gotten through the James Bond movies. Okay. I've uploaded all those reviews, so if you want cool. to go back and listen to those, sure. that's that's one platform you can use. Um, also, if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to go to iTunes and give us a quick five-star review if you really enjoyed it. Uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us out. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. We should do the Hangover Trilogy next. No. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, because then I can try and apologize for liking the second and third movies for that, too. No. It's amazing how much I criticize things. I like a lot of garbage, (laughs) man. I like a lot of garbage. Stay rogue, everybody. (laughs) Sorry about that.